May I speak in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Reflect with me, how shall we die? We are all terminal, and even if we don't do a thing, the earth will find us. Yet dying for the sake of dying is vastly overrated. For centuries we have prayed, from our dying suddenly and unprepared, good Lord, deliver us. So this, this evening we remember that we are but dust, and to dust we shall return. Verses from Genesis starts our Lenten pilgrimage and the church speaks these words across the world while ashes are placed on the foreheads of the faithful to remind us that all generations of humanity share in this inheritance. The words are simple, an absolute truth to give us perspective that the world tries too often to forget to deny or to hide. And if we are honest with ourselves, we probably ignore also the truth, the truth that we are but dust, and to dust we shall return. Dust and ashes, these are what we see if we look ahead far enough and honestly enough. Ashes reground us in the truth of who we are but also who God is for us. Job addresses his maker and proclaims, Remember, thou hast made me out of clay. And he points to grace and says, Wilt thou turn me to dust again? God forms us in his image. He gives us breath. And as humans, human beings, Although we are but dust, we are called to glory and to holiness. To take the ashes on our forehead is to confess our kingship with this world of dust. And standing in this way before God, we profess that we are not God. We confess that none of us are without sin. And hear the voice of Jesus saying to the woman, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw the stone. Lent is a time not to hide our brokenness from God, but to take a cross made out of ashes on our forehead and to know that Jesus came to give us life and life in all its fullness. Lent is a time, a time to make time for God, to speak to us and to hear, heal us, and to hear the words of Christ which say, Neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on do not sin. Lent is a time to reflect on our lives, even those parts which we find difficult our brokenness, our failings, 
and allow them to be in the presence of God, of his grace and mercy. It is so often true that we would rather hide our brokenness in shame. And we need to know that shame is not alien in the Bible. It is there from the very beginning. When the Lord called to man and said to him, where are you? I heard the sound in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself from you. Shame has been there for the be- from the beginning. We discover it in the first pages of the Bible. However, in the life of Jesus, we see how the Son of God became intimately familiar with our shame from his birth to through to his crucifixion he knew shame it was an embarrassing family tree he was born into poverty a pigeon offering family Jesus was a man who chose the poor the blind the oppressed the forgotten he was despised and insulted he was a friend of sinners abandoned by those who knew him best. Jesus understands shame and our struggle with it. Not only does Jesus know shame, but he moves towards it. The woman had committed adultery. There is no disputing the fact of the story. She had committed a sin, which according to the letter of the law carries a particularly nasty death. She was filled with shame. But Jesus' response, culturally shocking. He talks to a woman in public, a cultural taboo. He makes it clear that he knew her past and her present, and he moves towards her. She came out of the shadows into the light. She is a living parable of what his shame bore on the cross. He came to bear not only her shame, but ours, and accept us back into the most important community in the universe, the kingdom of God. And Jesus calls to the woman, do not commit adultery. And even in her sin, she is not alone or worthless. He lifts her up. He lifts her not just from the ground, but from the public humiliation and shame. He restores her not just by his forgiveness, but restores her into society. He calls her to accept God's grace and mercy and to live a new life without sin. In the words of Joel, even now declares the Lord, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Acceptance and honour in a place where the scars of our life are not hidden. For our scars make us who we are. And in the pattern of Leonard Cohen who sings, Forget your perfect offering, there is a crack. A crack in everything, that's how the light gets in. It is often not in our most competent moments that we are aware of God's presence, 
most illuminous with his spirit. But when we acknowledge our fragility, our brokenness, our sins, the effects of the invisible knocks, the challenges of just being human. The hand which has shaped me in his image refashions me when I am lost in his likeness, reaches out just as he did to the woman it caught in adultery to raise me up and carry me home. The question is, am I humble enough to grasp it? From ashes we are called to holiness and glory. And we are called not because of the will of man or the will of the flesh, but because of God. Remember that I am but dust. And in doing so, I make peace with where I am from. And I choose to be what, whilst voicing a desire to be more. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Amen.